Psalms 25, verse 14. As we remain standing for the reading of the Word of God again, uh, my son Esteban and two other ministers, uh, Brother Aniva and Brother Louis, are currently at Centennial Hall, and there's a meeting there with the judges and court representatives and uh, on how to deal with the gang and the drug problem. And primarily, this is the, the gang problem, I think it is, and what, what can they do? They're reaching out to the community. And so uh, we sent them over there for, we have an answer. We have a powerful answer, amen? Found in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ within God's word. Let's get into God's word. Psalms 25, 14 says, The Lord confides in those who fear him. The King, King James says, The secret of the Lord is with those who fear him. Does it not say that? You have King James? The secret of the Lord is with those who what? Fear him. He makes his covenant known only to them. Father, I pray you have your way. In Jesus' name, amen. Greet one another one more time on the love of the Lord. Spread a little love around. Prior to your being seated. Christianity is a life. Lifestyle, if you will. Lived out before each and every one of our fellow men. Okay? And that life is seen by everybody. Sitting in a hill. A Christian on a hill cannot be hit. Uh, a light. A pistol read by all men. Christianity is a life. Also, Christianity is a faith. A faith that can be given away and should be given away. A faith in a, as, as you trust in Jehovah God. It's a life. It's a faith that can be given away. But then also, and here's the, where I'm going to camp at here tonight. And the next few Wednesdays as well. Christianity is also an experience. An experience. It's a life. Uh, it's a faith. Then it's an experience. That just cannot be given away. It can't be given away. Uh, it's experience something that you have experienced. Christianity is an experience that the Christian dare not, because he cannot, share with the outside world. You can't. That sounds a little strange, but stay with me here today. You can't share that. I've, I've said before when I used to work the courts, and I would come before different men and women. Many of them are powerful men and women of God today. I would go visit them in the jails. I would put my Bible down, and I would begin to talk to them. And you know, Many of them were drug addicts and, and what have you. I would show them my tracks, and they'd see, wow. And then some of them would say, all right, buddy, how do you know there's a God? And you know my answer. You probably use it now yourselves. Those of you that have sat under my teachings now for going on 20 years now, I used to tell them, okay, buddy, how do you know there's a God? I would tell them, uh, have you ever had a toothache? They go, oh, yeah. And it hurt, man. God, I hate those things drilling, and I hate that. So you've had a toothache. Oh, yeah. How do I know it? That was my answer to them. <laughs> well, because it hurt, but I could feel it. Christianity is personal. It's an experience that nobody else knows about. Only you and God. I've got a secret. Are you with me? See, Christianity is a peace. An experience that passes all understanding. Not just everybody can understand it. It's a joy unspeakable. You can't say it to everybody. You just can't. 
It's like trying to, like I've said before, trying to teach algebra or calculus to an ant. What good would it do? You just, it, it passes all understand. They'll never understand it. I just went down and did a funeral. So about eight, nine hundred people. Many of them accepted Christ. Many of them that were there didn't know the Lord. But all they could do was check me out. I was giving away my faith. I was a living example, 27 years serving God. But some of them did come into that experience. I know that for a fact. Many hardcore men. Can I share this with the church here last week? See, Christianity is an experience that the psalmist here, he declares to be the secret of the Lord. Did we read that? It is reserved and revealed with them that fear him. There's, a, there's an if, okay? It's revealed to only those that what? Fear him. Are at awe and respect and give reverence to God. It's reserved to only them. When this Hebrew psalmist was writing here in Psalms 25, he had in mind, and he was referring to individuals of faith who had been able to live before him, that came before him. He wrote, thinking of the past, men and women who had a knowledge of Jehovah God that all others that had been alive during their time didn't have. Okay? These had the secret knowledge of God. The psalmist had in mind Abraham, who came out of Ur of the Chaldeans, Babylon, Babylonian, you know, roots. Abraham had. He wasn't a Jew all the time. And he came out with a divine knowledge and a divine understanding that nobody else of his day had. Abraham, go ye to the promised land. But nobody else understood him. Sometimes you're not going to be understood as a Christian because it's a secret. Nobody else understands. You, you, you don't snap, you don't, you don't fathom to it. They can't fathom to it. But you do. You do. Okay, nobody tell me different. Uh, sometimes there's other denominations that feel that uh, if we're not baptized in a certain way or we don't speak in a certain way or whatever, that, that we're not Christians. Then who, who changed me? The devil? No way! Uh, God changed me. Uh, but nobody else can understand that. The, the psalmist writer here in Hebrews 25, 14, 14, he was thinking about Jacob who wrestled with God. Yet the Bible says he knew it not. He was thinking about Moses who had to take off his shoes for he saw God face to face. Are you with me? He was thinking about Jacob. He was thinking about Moses. He was thinking about Abraham. All these people who knew about the secret. You and I know. Some of you don't know about it, but you're going to find out today. I got a secret. You can have it too. He probably thought of Samuel, who had heard the voice of God. Samuel, Samuel. But dared not to tell it to Eli. He didn't tell it to Eli. Because Eli wouldn't understand. Do you understand? See, each had a deep personal secret experience with God. A deeper understanding with God and his ways and his thoughts that other people didn't have. The psalmist, he marks this experience with those that fear him. Those who acquired this, this fear of God, they also acquired an awe, a respect, a passionate reverence to obey and to please God as nobody else does. See, when you have that secret, you acquire a desire to please God. 
Like, you know, you have a passion like nobody else. I didn't have this before. Before I was saved, I've told you my testimony. I, just give me a pack of camels and let me hold up a wall. That was it. What a mean life. But I've got a secret. Ah, I got to be. What was me if I preached at the gospel, Paul says. See, these people had a humble willingness to submit and to obey God. Ah, that other people didn't have. We got it now. Those of us that have the secret, we, want, we have this hum, humility about us that we want to we humble ourselves in reverence and service to God that other people don't have. Thus, due to their reverent submission, God made known his secret to them, to Abraham, but not to Lot. Lot thought. Abraham got it. He got the secret, but not Lot. To Jacob and not to Esau. To Moses and not to Pharaoh. To Samuel and not to Eli was given the secret of the Lord. Matter of fact, this psalmist here, okay, this, this passion and this willing submission, okay, that we, we, we have it as well. Okay, are you with me? See, we have a secret. Now, I want to make sure I read my notes here. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to skip this. So I went back to it. I can't read my own handwriting. <laughs> but people like us, victory outreach types, because we, we're, I mean, yes, we, we zero in on the inner city, but sometimes we hit other bullseyes. We hit other people. But we, we, we hit some of the hardest people that wouldn't bow down to a freight train. You know who I'm talking about? You, some of you. Uh, you wouldn't buy down to nothing. But what makes a man that you knew before wouldn't, or a woman for that matter, that wouldn't buy down to nobody, all of a sudden, yes, sure. Praise the Lord, brother. Hallelujah. Glory to God, sister. Yes. Want me to carry you back? Oh, yeah. Uh, we're on the floor. I'll be there. They have a secret. I got a secret. I know cha-cha. I know sissy. I'm doing this reverently and obediently to God, willingly, humbly. I want to serve God. I want to submit to God. I want to obey God. Before, we wouldn't obey nobody. But now, what happened? It's that secret that's been revealed to those that fear him. Now, for us here in the New Testament that have been born again, us New Testament saints, that Lord's name is Jesus. Uh, Jesus is what? Lord, and to us who live this side of the cross, that secret is even deeper than the Old Testament saints. It's deeper. I'm going to be touching on this pretty soon. Matter of fact, April 1st, Friends and Family Day, talking about much more. How much more? How much more? Ooh, I'm throwing this out for April 1st. How much more? You're going to love those words, how much more April 1st. Uh, because to us... A lot of the stuff that happened in the Old Testament was a foreshadowing of the things to come. For us, it's more. More. They didn't speak in tongues. They didn't have the baptism of the Holy Ghost. They didn't have all that stuff. Ah, Emmanuel, God is with us. Jesus, hallelujah. They didn't have that in the Old Testament. We do. I got a secret. So should all of us. Ah. See, for us in the New Testament, 
The Lord has become much more closer. He's walked here. He has sent his Holy Spirit. Our Lord came and he broke bread with us. By the way, that's what we're going to do next Wednesday. Next Wednesday night we're having candlelight communion. Because we're walking with God. Yeah. Candlelight communion. Because we got a secret. Ah. We can partake of that. The bread and the cup. But just how intimate that secret is depends. It depends. Depends on what? Depends on you and I. Depends on how intimate that secret is. There's a number of variables dependent upon how intimate that intimacy can be. Are you with me? See, Jesus is not the same to the new convert who's still on his honeymoon as he is to one who's been walking in fellowship with God for a number of years. It's not the same. He's not the same. Uh, you ever seen those new converts who got saved? They're on their first honeymoon. Oh, glory to God. Well, what's the next event? They listen to these announcements. They think that's, that's not enough. When of us that have been around say, oh, man, this church has a lot of announcements. Huh? It depends. Christianity's perspective. Ah. He's also not the same to the people that are only in relationship with Jesus, who keep only minimal, shallow relationships with Christ. Ah. See, individuals who, who keep close personal fellowship daily with Christ, to them that's different. Remember, I've talked about that in First John in our teachings. Some people are related to Christ, but they have a shallow relationship. You're going to heaven because you're related to him. Uh, you're, you're, he's your father, and you're his son, you're his daughter, but you hardly ever fellowship with him. It depends on you, how much more you want of God. How much you want of God. Now, I'm going to break down this secret of the Lord in three categories to those of us tonight. I'm only going to cover... I'm going to give you the three right now, but I'm only going to cover two, and we're going to finish. We're going to be dealing with the master secret. If you're taking notes, write that down, master secret, the friend's, friend's secret, and then the lover's secret. First of all, let's look at, and let's examine the Lord as master. Okay, the master secret. The master has a secret. Every master has a secret. You ever see the karate kid? Uh, dun, 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 dun. You know, Mr. Mugabe or whatever his name was. What's his name? Eh, you know, he didn't give me a secret, you know. What did he call him? Pumpkin or no, no, what did he call him? Danielson, Danielson. He had a secret. Ah. Uh, Matter of fact, I'm writing a, a movie. I've written while it's here. I'm going on two movies now. It's a secular movie, secular movie, secular movie. But I'm writing a movie, and Josie knows it. I was explaining to somebody. How many of you have heard my movie before? I've told you my movie. Would you, would you buy a ticket? It's a good movie, real good, better than some of these in the show. Better than 99.9% .9 of them. Uh, Goodwill Honey was great. Uh, I might not be able to top that one, but, it, but I'll get there. Uh, but in, in one of my... In, in, in writing that, that, uh, uh, that movie, in the script, it talks about a guy who just came out of Soledad, and he goes to, to San Francisco to a black belt school. And something happens where they throw something at him, and he grabs it, and he gives it back to the master, and he does some, a few moves, and the master goes, in my movie, he goes, <laughs> where did you learn that? I don't know you. He says, I know, but I know you. 
because I was with your brother for 15 years in prison. And he taught it to me. He goes, oh, and I got a message for you. Uh, see, every master has a secret, those secret moves that they might have. Uh, you know, uh, craftsmen and sculptures and painters and artists and athletes, they all have their secret. There's certain little something that you can spot. Uh, all of them do. And usually all these artists, they take apprentices and protégés under them. They'll work with any given number of individuals, but they'll carefully be looking and checking out for the ones that display certain talents or certain giftings that show the master and the masters their willingness and their submission and their obedience to the master's teachings and the master's techniques. Are you with me? He notices the ones that really submit to him, that really want to be taught, the ones that obey him, the ones that are really with it, no matter what. They might not be that good, but they're there day after day, day after day. And finally, the fellow something says, man, this guy's got it. I want to give him my secret. Because he's willing to submit to the program that the master has. The master, you know, has designed. They've taken notice that these students have displayed a certain respect and awe and a reverence to their guidance. To them that fear him. Only those that fear him are given the secret. See, they won't reveal that secret to the rebel or to the irreverent. Uh, that they're tutor tutoring. Not at all. No way. No fear, no secret. Are you with me? So that's why sometimes children, they come here and they, listen, but you, if, even kids, if you start fearing God, God will reveal that secret to you. Even to the kids. I had it. I had it because I, when I was a kid, but I, I left it. But some of the children, some of the children can make better disciples than some of you. Because they start fearing God. They start reverencing God. Don't cuss daddy. Who said that? The devil, God. It's God revealing himself to them. Ah. See, Jesus, the master of masters, had his secret. And he still does today. His was the secret of service. Uh, if you're taking notes, write that down. The secret of Jesus is the secret of service. Those that get it, those that acquire the secret, uh, it's due to their reverence, to their respect, to their fear. Those, but he only gives it to those that fear him, okay? That go under serving a sacrifice like no other servants do. In other words, what I'm trying to say is he's going to give them the, his secret of service to those that submit to him, that obey him. And those who want to serve like no other people. Other people might be Christians, but they don't serve God like the ones that have the secret. They're all out. Yes, they might go to Vegas to relax or someplace for, for a few days. But oh, we're back, Jack. And giving the devil no slack, but a Big Mac attack. Hallelujah. Uh, they got a secret. Can't, uh, they go on to serve like none others. Mm. See, by this secret, they stand out. They use and display Jesus' methods. They, they use Christ's techniques like nobody else. Nobody else has those techniques, those moves that they've learned from Jesus. Ah. Uh, they live with his passion. They burn with his zeal that has been relayed and conveyed from him to them. That's what happened. Now, yes, 
Each and every day, people come and they serve God and they serve the Lord. They come to his vineyard with a lot of education, with a lot of learning. They come with their tools. They come with their techniques. They come with their faculties and their facilities. But try as they may, they don't have his method. They don't have his technique. They don't have his mark. They don't have his secret. Are you with me? They serve God in their own way, but not his way. They don't have that little technique. Ah. Oh. Remember I was watching Fernando Vargas fight. And I, a few fights back, but I didn't have to go. And I, and I watched him and, and he went to a little move that we used to have from Ventura County. And all of a sudden I said, oh, ho, ho, he got the Ventura County move. Uh, we, we turn softball real quick. Right, Oxnard. And then we go to the body. Boom! He had that. I said, oh, ho, ho. He, so that, I said, that's my technique got around after all these years. Uh, but somebody taught it to me. I didn't discover that one. Uh, but it's a technique. It's a method. Uh, they have the handprint of service. They have the fingerprint of service. They have the nail prints of service. See, there's an experience that no school or even no church can teach. An experience that only comes with a surrender and a devotion, a deep devotion to the master's will. Bible school can't teach it to you. No, a church can't teach it to you. It's been walking with the master. You know, that guy. And they gave notice that Peter had been with Jesus. With the master. Something gave him. It's a dead giveaway. Because you got a secret. Oh. Surrenderance and devotion to God and his will and the master's will. See, John Wesley had it. It brought him to, from England to America. And then it took him from every hamlet and every town, every city, every village, to where he averaged preaching three sermons a day. Three services a day. What kept him going? Oh, by the way, and he was 80 years old. So I got something to look forward to. He would take care of his horses. He, man, he had a lot of other protégés with him as well. They took the world. They conquered the world. Methodist Church with the Wesleyan Church, Wesleyan Movement. He had a secret that kept him going. Ah, oh. This he did. Due to a new knowledge that he acquired. Maybe at first he saw men as trees walking. But something happened to him. And we, a lot of us know his history. He came to America, couldn't, couldn't do nothing. Went back to England, all been out of shape. But the, the story says that he was walking there near the, near the cliffs of Dover. He was right there in the ocean. All of a sudden, he had a genuine experience with God. And then God, when this, maybe like I said, before he saw men as trees walking, now he saw them as souls. Now he was ready for the master. Ready for the use of the master. Because he had the secret. Martin Luther had it. George Mueller had it. And he took it all over India. Mother Teresa had it. David Livingston. He got the secret. And he died in Africa. Trying to reveal that very secret to all of Africa. Matter of fact, I've been to his tomb. Only his body's there. Westminster Abbey, I've been there. That's the one I wanted to see when I went there, David Livingston. But you know what happened when they came to bury him? The English came to get him. Probably all mad because he had to go way deep in the, 
jungles of Africa. The Africans got his body. They got a Bowie knife. They cut off his heart. And they said, here, take his body. But we're burying his heart here in Africa. Because he had a secret. He had a secret. Aren't you glad you came tonight? Yeah, you are. I, I know, I know. I can read the pulse. Uh, but I'm going to make the other call with you. Uh, don't forget next week. Hudson Taylor had it. Went all over China. The same story as what happened to Wesley. He went back. Four month journey. He, had, he didn't win one soul in countless, many, many years in, in China until he had that experience. Then God told him to go back to China. Uh, and when the communists took over, they sent all the white people back to their countries. But Hudson Taylor looked yellow. His eyes looked like mine. <laughs> and he had the new age ponytail. Hallelujah. Uh, he was way ahead of his time. Praise God. Sonny Agazzoni has it. Nikki Cruz has it. And thousands more each day take on the secret of service to the Lord and run with that service as well. Lesser folk like you and I, who Hebrews 11.35 simply calls others. Others. Others have this faith, this secret. Men of lesser report like you and I. But we get it every day. And God's checking us out. Then secondly, we have the friend secret. First we had the master secret, which was what? Service. Secondly now, we have the friend's secret. A secret or secrets shared among friends and kept between the two. A bond. Okay, an unbreakable fellowship, if you will. That's what it is. It's a, it's a bond. Shared between friends. That's a secret. It's a bond, a fellowship that nobody else has. The Bible says David and Jonathan had this this tie, this bond, this secret. An instinctive attachment, if you will. Instinctive attachment. It's in it, it's a part of you. Between friends. The mark of real friendship will always be this. This is what a real friend is. That you will reveal this to him or to her that you will not reveal to anybody else. That's your friend. That's a friend. That's a friend. When you reveal, I've got a secret. Ah, isn't it great when you have a friend and all of a sudden, she, maybe she came back from the women's retreat or convention. You know you're going to find out everything that she knows. Because she's your friend. It's great to have friends. You get to know a lot. Pastor Sonny's a friend with people. He knows a lot. People share with him all the time. Because uh, he's a friend. Uh, you you want to be a friend? Become a friend of others. Uh, that's what the Bible says. Just a week and a half ago, I buried one of my friends. And I, be, I, was, I was thinking about this. Man, my, I think my four best friends have died. My wife can know this. David Everly, you guys don't know him. Died in a crash right near Santa Paula. Roy Perez, real good friend of mine, dead. Gilbert Lopez, a real good friend of mine, dead. Now Vince Montes, dead. They've taken our friendships and our secrets to the grave. But they were my friends. Those are friends, real friends. Uh, 
See, our joys and our fears, our hopes and our sorrows are reserved for only them, only your friends. Your joys, your sorrows, your intimacies, they're reserved for only your friends. Nobody else is going to get it. I hope not. See, Jesus followed this, this lifestyle, if you will. He followed this prescribed plan. When the 12 disciples were in the upper room celebrating the communion like we're going to do next week, Jesus waited until Judas left the room. Then he went on to say, Henceforth I will call you friends. For all that I have heard from my Father, I have made known to you. Stay with me here. Stay with me. He waited till, till Judas left. Then he says, oh, and henceforth, I'm going to call you guys friends now. And everything that I have heard of my Father, I'm going to reveal it to you. My secrets will be known unto you because you're my friends. Ah. So what equates to a friend's secret, it is the secret of knowledge. That's what it equates to. What does a friend do? His secrets are of what? Knowledge. He gives you knowledge that he won't give anybody else. I have made known unto you, John 15, 15 says. See, others may wonder. Others may question and guess. They may turn upset and, and critical. But the friend will know. Understand what I just said there. Others might get mad and critical. I'll say, How come you didn't tell me? Man. And people get critical of me because they can't. But you're not, you're not, you're not my friend, bro. You get mad as you. I can't tell you. You're a garbage can. I'm going to dump on you. Huh? No way. He ain't my friend yet. But friends know. There's no need to guess. There's no need to worry. Because he or she knows where you stand. They're your friends. The secret of a friend is knowledge. Are you with me? You get to know things. Knowledgeable. Remember in the last days of Jesus, and even throughout his ministry for that sake, Remember when people, people would question him, they would probe him and deal with him. The Pharisees and the Sadducees would come and they'd try and tell him, you know, they'd mess with him. They'd come with loaded questions. They wanted to box him in. They wanted to get him in a trap. They wanted to chop him. But he would, he would shut his trap. I like that one. I think God revealed it to me. I must be his friend. Ah. They wanted to trap him, but he shut his trap. And then I say, now nah, you see where they got that saying. Uh, because it's a trap. He didn't say, remember when he just wrote, didn't say nothing? They got mad, but hey, I ain't going to tell you. Why? You ain't my friend. You want to kill me. You want to dust me. Even sometimes when people turn on, on leaders and all that stuff, we have to be careful because they're trying to trap us. Trying to say, oh, yeah, look what happened over here. Oh, oh you know what Pastor Steve said? You ain't my friend. That's what I'm saying. A man is known by two things. His enemies and his friends. Uh, they tell you who you are. Excuse me, Pastor Steve's my enemy. Well, then check out his life, check out my life. They'll tell you where everybody's at. Uh, Herod and Pilate. All these people try to trap. They want to interrogate Jesus. Uh, so what do they get? A big fat zero, nothing. Wouldn't open his mouth. John 19.9 says that. Matthew 26.63 says, but Jesus remained silent. Why should I throw my pearls to swines? What are you going to do? Caphas and Annas and all you people? Uh, 
All you want to do is, is, is mess with me. You're not my friend. You don't mean the best for me. Ah. They learned nothing. For the, the secret of the Lord is for those who fear him. Those are his friends. They didn't fear God. They didn't care about God. There was a judge that feared not God. He wasn't the friend of God. Or the friend of man, the Bible says. Get to know him. Uh, and who he is. And let him get to know you. Uh, not, don't just have a relationship, but have fellowship with him. Uh, and we study that in 1 John. Yes, some of you here today, you're related to him. He knows you. He knows you're related to him. But you might not know him like you need to. He can't reveal his secrets to you like he wants to. There's so many people that we want to take in and, and, and bring you into it, but we can't sometimes. Uh, sometimes a motive, different things. Get to know the Lord. And, 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 and he'll reveal his secrets to you. You'll walk in, in fellowship with him. Don't just settle for a relationship. Get a fellowship with him. Talk with him. War on the floor. Man, we're going to have some heavy fellowship that day. Uh, I hear last Sunday you guys got down. Uh, you were having some heavy relationship over here. Uh, man, I told my wife, they don't need us. But they want us, so we got to come back. Uh, you don't need me. You don't. You need him. He's the Lord. Steve is Lord. He's not Lord. I'm just a servant. I'm just a friend. That's it. And your pastor, hallelujah. Uh, and everybody needs a head, okay. But friends get to know secrets. Uh, the secret of the Lord. Masters give away their secrets, their service. Do you have the master's secret? Do you have his technique, his method? If you do, it's going to show. By your willingness to go the extra mile. And there's very little room. There's very little traffic in the extra mile. Not too many people hang on to the extra mile because they don't go there. Uh, I want every head bowed and every eye closed. I had three points, I stopped at two. Next week we're going to labor the lover's secret. Yes, we'll talk about marriage, but we're going to talk about the lover of our soul, which is the most tenderest of the three that we're covering. That is, every head is bowed and every eye is closed. We covered the master secret, service. We covered 